One of the secrets to being a better teacher and maintaining your enthusiasm for it is coming up with creative teaching ideas. It just keeps things fresh and enjoyable for both you and your students. And it's actually a key ingredient in reinvigorating your love for teaching and learning. So whether like me, you're still teaching right now and are looking for new and fun ideas to keep the kids engaged and to keep you motivated, or whether you're done for the year and you're finding that you've just got more creative space to think about your classroom for the next school year, today's episode will help you come up with your own creative teaching ideas. And it's important to point out that I'm not going to be talking about, you know, stalking Pinterest or being inspired by other teaching resources already out there. I'm going to be talking about how you can be innovative and come up with something new and original to bring to the classroom table. (laughs) So before we get into today's goodness, hello, I'm Katie and welcome to the Teach on Teach Strong podcast. I'm a teacher from London. I've been teaching in secondary schools now for 12 years and I created this podcast last year in 2017 just as a way of helping my fellow teachers with mindset, attitude and well-being to ensure that you can be the best teacher you can be through personal development. We don't get any support in this area so that's why I'm creating this for you for free. And since I started, I've put out episodes twice a week, every Sunday and Wednesday. On Wednesdays, I just like to do a quick quote. It's a very short episode just to give you some food for thought as you make it through your week. And on Sundays, we tend to delve a bit deeper into a specific topic and come up with some actionable steps for you to take away and implement. If this is your first time listening and you do find it valuable, make sure you hit the subscribe to be notified for future episodes. It really helps support this podcast and what I'm doing for you. Okay, so today's Sunday and I'm actually recording this episode on the day it is going to be published, which is crazy for me. Now, as I'm still teaching full time, I tend to try and get them recorded a few days before But alas, things are hard right now, guys. School is still in session for me. I don't break up until the end of July. (laughs) Just a moment of silence for me, please. (laughs) And so I'm mixing end of year teacher tired slash crazy exhaustion with report writing, uh, whilst also being very aware, very aware that many of the world's teaching population has already broken up for the summer, which makes it all that much harder to know that I am not. I was actually debating taking a hiatus for a while Uh, and if you're on my email newsletter you'll know I was talking about this and asking for your feedback on whether you wanted me to take a break, whether you still need this over the summer but by the way if you want to join my newsletter I do send out free teaching resources for you and weekly updates so you can join very simply for free by going to teachersresourceforce.com forward slash freebies and you can sign up. But yes, as I was saying, I was considering a hiatus because to me, it feels like, it feels like the whole world has stopped for the summer. That's what I'm seeing on social media. I'm just seeing people having lions and coffee at 11 and beaches and pools, reading books by the pools. (laughs) But looking at my podcast statistics, downloads are on the rise still. So I guess that you're still enjoying these and you're finding value in the episodes. So I will keep working hard to put them out for you each week. I just want to serve you and give you what you need, really. So I'm very open to your feedback. So please drop me an email at katie at teachersresourceforce.com if there's a specific topic you want to talk about. But yes, mixing end of the year teacher tired with everything I do for Teachers Resource Force Online 
is leaving me feeling a little pooped these days, not gonna lie. <laughs> but I'm doing my best. So it is tempting, as I said, because I'm still got a while to go and I'm seeing everyone else finish, it is tempting to start switching off and winding down. <laughs> and if you're like me and you still have some way to go, you'll know that it's not actually the best strategy to take. The last four weeks that I've got anyway are really gonna drag if we start winding down from now because there's still so much to do there's still so much time and the kids i think are more hyper than ever so they need stimulation more than usual plus mixing their hyperactivity without exhaustion is um, asking for trouble so today this sunday mornings i was sipping my green tea and just enjoying the sun coming through my window i was thinking about what i could share with you today and what i'm personally needing at this point in the school year and if you're in the same boat as me and are needing just one last turbo boost to get through the end with some energy, or, you know, if you're resting up and you're starting to feel inspired for the next school year, now is a great time to be thinking about fresh new teaching ideas. Now, ever since I started teaching, and now especially with my teaching resources online, I do often get asked how I come up with creative ideas to use in my classroom. And be sure to check out my teaching ideas and resources over at teachersresourceforce.com so you can see my style. And, you know, it's very humbling, especially as there are so many wonderful ideas and resources out there already. But like many other teachers, I've just always had a passion for creating my own. And back when I started teaching, there was no social media. There, I don't even think there are many teacher blogs, to be honest with you. I certainly didn't read any. No one was sharing decent resources or ideas online. So literally, all we had to go off were some manky old books. Um, <laughs> I personally have never been a textbook kind of gal. Like, ever. I just, I never used them. And it's not judging anyone who does. I think I've just always been a bit, a bit extra with my lessons as I love creating my own things. It's just something that brings me joy, especially when I see students enjoying the fruits of my labor and learning from them. It's just one of my pleasures. And some of my favorite resources are my starters and plenaries. And they're so simple to create. You know, it's a quick little activity that just hooks the students and can be adapted for any lesson content and that can do wonders. So if you go to my site or my TPT store, you'll see that my social media and emoji exit tickets are very popular. And the concepts are simple. Students are just reflecting on what they've learned during your lesson, but instead of writing it you know, on a boring piece of paper or a plain post-it note, they're engaging with something they associate enjoyment with, like social media and emojis. <laughs> and they're able just to use a bit of creativity and have some fun while reflecting on their learning. And seeing students enjoy themselves and putting in a lot of extra effort into their work just because an activity is enough to give it a bit of a turbo boost in your teaching. Another way I come up with fun ideas is to being very open to get inspiration from anywhere and everywhere. <laughs> and here's a crazy example for you. A few years ago, I was watching Big Brother. Don't judge me, by the way. I love the psychology aspect of Big Brother which probably doesn't come as a huge surprise considering, you know, I love talking about this kind of stuff. But anyway, I was watching Big Brother and there was a challenge on there that the housemates had to do. And they were in a room and the room was covered wall to wall in cardboard clocks with different times on them. And the housemates were asked a series of questions, each of which had three options for them to choose from. And the key was that each option also had a certain time allocated to it. 
and the housemates then had to work as a team to find the clock associated with the correct answer in the fastest time possible. For example, they would ask a question and then option one would be, okay, 7.45am, option two was 2.27, option three, 3am, whatever. And at the back of the clock with the correct answer was the next question with another three options and times allocated. And they were timed to see who could answer the most questions in the shortest amount of time. Okay, so they would read the question, look at the time, run around the rooms, try and find the clock with the right time to find the next question. As I was watching the game, I mean, I couldn't help but think how much fun something like this would be in the classroom to review learning in a fun and kinesthetic way because they are up, they're out and about trying to find the time in the fastest time possible. I said time a lot in that sentence, but I could see it working in the classroom. And here are some ways that inspired me to use it in the classroom. So firstly, you could stick to the time theme if you wanted to review reading the time with your students, right? Simply print out a variety of clocks on different coloured card or whatever and just decorate your room with them. And you can easily differentiate this as well by using 12 hour or 25 hour options depending on the level of difficulty that you're going for. Alternatively, if you teach teenagers, this would work great for teaching and reviewing how to read time in a foreign language, for example. You can then do cross-curricular learning by asking any questions on any topic and getting students to find the time associated with the answer. And you know what, it doesn't even have to be a clock though, really, does it? It could be anything. You could use props or stationery that's already in your room and have keywords related to your subjects that are printed on card and blue tag or velcroed onto the wall. And then these props can be allocated an answer instead. Do you see what I mean? So you could have, right, I've got a mug here that can have option one to question one on it. I've got a stack of shelves over there. This could have question two, option three on it, whatever. So they could be as many or as few as you want with stuff that you already have in your room. How much fun would that be? And it wouldn't take too much prep either. You simply just add the questions and answers to any objects in your room and boom, hello, fun times. You can get students to work as a team or you could have a group competing against each other to beat the clock and run around and find the answer first. And then the first group to bring back the correct answer wins. Ha! And you didn't think trashy TV could be educational. Well, (laughs) so I blogged about this idea uh, back in 2015 actually. Um, So if you want to see the pictures from the room on the clocks and how this could be used as a lesson... I'll link to the blog post in the show notes for you on the teachonteachstrong.com website and you can have a look at that and read the instructions. It might make it a bit clearer to visualise what's happening on there. But just watching trashy TV. Inspiration. (laughs) So there's one example. Another place I often find inspiration is everyday blogs and magazines. For example, I created an agony aunt type resource for students so that they could give advice based on what they had learnt during my cyberbullying and character education teaching units. And you can also find these in my store if you're interested. And instead of just summarising their learning, I got them to apply that understanding in a real world scenario and actually offer advice as you would see in an agony aunt column. And they love that because it's not just, okay, what would you do if you saw a child being bullied? It's wording it saying, I'm being bullied, I don't know what to do. And then they are wording it in the actual advice that they would give someone. It just adds that personal touch 
and helps them feel like a bit of an expert in what they've learnt about. I've also created blog templates for students to summarise their understanding of a topic by writing a blog post on it or designing a website. And these are also in my store. I'll link to everything I'm referencing in the show notes so you can see how they work or you can purchase them if you want to try them out. If you don't have the time to create your own, completely understandable. We don't all have the time to do that from scratch. So they're there for you if you want to use them. By all means, give them a go. You can also get inspiration from games, regular games that we all love, like Jenga. Oh, I love Jenga. So I created a class game that can be played with either one Jenga set for a whole class, yeah, or if you've got the funding, you can have one per group or one per pair, but budgets are tight. So I tried to think of a way that the whole class of 30 kids could all play with one Jenga game. And I came up with it. And it's also my store. It's called Reflection Game. I'll link to it for you. But I created quizzes and rules that enables the class to review the entire school year and have a blast doing it as well. It's one of my favourites as it makes reviewing learning so much fun and it really doesn't take much resources at all. And they really enjoy this one. I'd also finally suggest taking a stroll around museums, especially places like, you know, the Science Museum or anywhere that has interactive features, as they can also spark opportunities for your own classroom too. Honestly, inspiration is anywhere and everywhere if you look for it. And at the end of this podcast episode, I'll explain to you some questions that you can ask yourself to help you determine how to be inspired from what you're seeing around you. So before that, I hope this has been helpful today. If you're finding value in this podcast, honestly, the best way that you can help out and give back is doing three things. Firstly, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or any platform that you use to listen to this. This will mean that you'll get notified when new episodes are posted and it will make you a solid member of the Teach On, Teach Strong community. Second thing you can do is write a review and tell a friend. Just talk about it. Speak about it, write about it, let people know that this podcast is out there. I don't do a lot of promotion for this podcast. I rely completely on organic traffic. Your feelings, you know, your comments and your feelings, your thoughts are really important to me and your views will help other teachers join along and we can grow together. And the third thing you can do is to get in touch and email me with any questions that you would like me to answer on the podcast. I want to know how I can help you. Okay, so let me know what you want me to talk about. You can email me at katie at teachersresourceforce.com. So to summarize, those three things, if you want to give something back, they don't cost you a penny. All I ask for is for you to subscribe, review and tell a friend and just getting in touch and email me. Those are the things that mean the most to me and none of them will cost you a cent. Now you'll notice I don't run any ads on this podcast. There's no interruption from sponsors or I don't charge you anything from what I'm sharing with you. And that's not because this information is not valuable. In fact, I know it is. I could easily charge a lot to create a course sharing all this. And I know others are doing that. But I want you to have this knowledge for free because your well-being means that much to me. I want you to be able to teach on and teach strong. There are too many teachers out there struggling and feeling like they're all alone, but we know they're not. We all feel this way at times and there are strategies that we can use to strengthen our mindset and our attitudes to keep us teaching on and teaching strong. Hence why I do this podcast for free. I want to create a movement of emotionally strong teachers who are going to stick with teaching for the long haul and of course help each other out. Honestly, it breaks my heart knowing so many new teachers are quitting in the first five years. 
And in my view, it's because no one is supporting them emotionally and mentally. All the professional development in the world won't keep teachers in the classroom if they're feeling undervalued and stressed out and made to feel that if they're frazzled, it's because they're not cut out for this. It's just not true. We're just not taught our personal development skills, that's all. And with those right skills and support, we can continue to teach on and teach strong. I'm not asking for your money, but I do ask that you do your part in our community by subscribing, leaving a review, sharing this podcast with a friend, and you are always welcome to get in touch and email me. I'm always here for you if you need me. All right, let's wrap this up then. So, okay, whether you're like me and looking for a turbo boost to keep your enthusiasm high and keep students engaged during these last few weeks, or whether you're enjoying your break and finding that creative space to think of new ideas for your classroom next school year, we will all benefit from coming up with creative teaching ideas. My best advice is to keep an eye out for where people are having fun. It could be a game that's really popular. It could be social media accounts or a TV show, whatever. And then simply ask yourself the following questions. How could this be used in the classroom? How could this be made into a learning experience? How could I make this work using the resources that I have available to me? and let your creative juices flow. Just think about it, keep reflecting on it. It might not come to you straight away, but it will come to you. Okay, so ask yourself the right questions and you will get the right answers. As always, thank you for listening. Please subscribe, leave a review, tell a friend, and together we can all continue to teach on and teach strong.